full of obstacles is challenging, is difficult. That goes without saying. A lot of times our lives can be so full of obstacles, it can just be overwhelming. It can feel like we're just going through life as this constant hurdle race, this constant steeplechase, where it's just endless challenge after challenge and struggle after struggle and obstacle after obstacle. And as soon as one is cleared, another one shows up in its place. Especially during times of stagnation of where we don't feel like our life is changing or we feel like some wanted change in our life for whatever reason isn't coming. It can feel like a lot of our life, if not most of our life, is merely obstacles. It's merely trying to just get through the day, just trying to get things done. Just trying to exist, just trying to survive. And these times can be really difficult, especially in these times where we really want some sort of change in our life. When we feel like all we're met with are obstacles, it can be really disheartening, can really lead to kind of a sense of burnout. In extreme cases, it can really lead to a sense of either depression or desperation, of where we feel these aches and this hunger inside, this hunger for change, becomes overwhelming, becomes seemingly insurmountable. But we keep going through our life and nothing really seems to change. We feel beset on all sides with challenge and struggle and suffering and toil. But we don't really experience the change that we want. And if we've experienced this kind of frustration, this is really difficult. These kind of frustrated desires of something that we really want, but for some reason doesn't seem to be coming to us, doesn't seem to be coming in. Of where instead of the boon and the reward of the change that we want to create, We're given obstacles first. We're given things to get around. But I think there's something fundamental here that's important to key in on. The fundamental idea that it isn't so much what happens to us that affects us the most. What really affects us the most is how we respond to what happens to us. What we feel about it, what we think about it, what we do about it. That's far more impactful in our life than merely whatever the circumstance is and whatever happens to us that we're the ones who provide the animating energy for the effects that our life has on us. This could be kind of a difficult thing to see because it can feel like the effect on our life is because of these things that are happening to us. It's out there. It's something else. It's someone else. We're not doing this. This is happening to us. This is not happening by us. But I think if we probe a little deeper, if we look at a little deeper, if we explore this a little more, we can start to see our own role in what happens to us. We can start to see our own role in our life. And yes, especially over the short term, a lot of times we don't really get to choose the circumstance of what happens to us. Our only choice, our only power, our only authority, our only autonomy is to choose what we do about it, what we do with that information, how we respond. And that oftentimes one of the best things that we can do is to consciously choose to respond rather than choosing to react. And a lot of times, these reactions are unconscious, so they may not feel like a choice, but our abiding and allowing our reactions is. That sure, at first, we may not be able to control our reactions before they happen, but we can absolutely be aware of them after they've happened. We can absolutely get to a place where we start to be aware of them while they're happening. And obviously, reactions seem to have an energy all their own, have a momentum that's so easy to get swept away with. And it takes a fair amount of awareness, a fair amount of 
strength oftentimes to interrupt these reactions. Especially if we've lived in a very highly reactive state, we've built habits of strong reaction, of just kind of flying off the handle whenever things happen that we don't like or that we don't expect. These are very useful habits to work to change. Because as long as we're stuck in habits of reaction, the more out of control our response to our own life is, the more our life is dictated and colored by the energy of our own reactions. And not only that, especially if this is in any form of interaction or relationship, if we react overly strongly to something, now we're faced with the ramifications, with the effects of that reaction. Highly reactive people can be very difficult to get along with and be very unpredictable because you never really know how they're going to respond, how they're going to react to what happens. And oftentimes the reaction dominates the interaction. This person becomes way more what their reactions are than who they are as a person. But it's important to realize, it's important to know that we have agency, we have control, we have power, we have authority over how we respond, whether we react or not. And thus, in a lot of ways, we can choose how difficult, how hard of a ride our own life is. We can choose, in a lot of ways, our own experience of what our life is through choosing how we respond. Because the thing about having obstacles in our life, the thing about having things in our life that force us to change are often there for our own benefit. Even if we can't see these benefits in the short term, we can all see the benefits of growth and change over our life. That especially through hindsight, we can see how these obstacles have really molded and shaped us and allowed us, sometimes forced us, to grow, to evolve, to become greater than we were before, to become more resilient than we were before, to be able to be more than we were before. And so I think it's interesting to think about, to ponder, well, is that the role of obstacles? Is this all just life? Because life is growth. And oftentimes there would be little growth, perhaps no growth, without obstacles, without things in the way, without things forcing us to change, forcing us to adapt, forcing us to try something different, forcing us to think something different, forcing us to be different. Because I think we can all look back at our life and look back at the times of greatest obstacles as being the times of greatest growth. It may be difficult to see. It may not really present itself in so much a material or physical way. But especially if we've gotten through all of these obstacles, if we've gotten past these difficult times, these rough patches, I think we can really see how there's a lot of positive growth there. That at the very least, this has made us a stronger person, a more resilient person. That we're not so reliant on everything going exactly our way all the time because we've experienced the opposite. Through the experience of our life, we've realized that we don't need to have things be easy all the time. In fact, if things are too easy, that's actually a detriment to us. This is one of the things that seems to be true. You hear anecdotes about it all the time. That those who have too easy of a path through life don't really benefit from it. That a life dominated by ease isn't really that productive, isn't really that useful, isn't really that helpful. That that ease actually causes stagnation. That ease causes overconfidence. 
that ease causes an atrophy, or at the very least a lack of growth, of the self, of the person. And so I think it's interesting to think that these obstacles in our life, to at least ponder the idea, at least entertain the thought, are these here for my own good? And maybe if we don't want to attach any sort of causality to it, if we don't want to feel like something else is putting these obstacles in our way, even if that something else is truly ourselves, we can simply adopt the attitude of, well, what if I looked at these obstacles as opportunities, as opportunities to learn, as opportunities to grow? What if I entertain the radical thought that these obstacles are actually a good thing? That this is like training, and these obstacles are my weights. And that I will gain growth and strength and improvement through my reckoning with these obstacles, through my working with these obstacles. But this can be a difficult place to get to, especially if we've been having a really hard time, especially if we've been really frustrated. It can be really difficult to think, oh, I'm really happy. I'm really glad I've been so frustrated because this is going to make me such a good person. I'm growing so much because everything in my life is so terrible right now. That's a really difficult place to get to, and that's probably a little oversimplified. We can lighten our load through not having such a defiant and oppositional attitude towards obstacles. Because obstacles will always be present. And oftentimes, the harder we work to clear all obstacles for our life, the more obstacles we tend to erect. And so if we accept that obstacles are just a part of life, that they're going to be here anyway, that a life will live, a full life is going to be full of obstacles, we might as well find a way to work with them instead of working against them. Just for the sheer reason that working against them doesn't seem to be very effective. It doesn't really seem to make them go away. In fact, often just strengthens them. But if we looked at these obstacles as allies, as assets, or at the very least, a challenge, a challenge placed in front of us that we can use to grow, that we can use to adapt, that we can use to change, that right there will make our path through life so much more pleasant. Because again, it's not so much what happens to us that affects how we feel about our life, that affects how our life feels to us. Oftentimes it's the resistance. It's our response to what happens to us that colors our life. And we get to choose. We get to choose what meaning we apply. We get to choose the framing around what happens to us, what is happening to us, what hasn't happened to us. And in my opinion, anyway, the best life is lived when we look for every opportunity to find the positive in what's happening and what has happened, that these ideas of detriment, diminishment, really aren't all that helpful in the long term. Because especially over a longer term, nothing in and of itself is either good or bad. These are ideas, these are meanings that we apply to what happens. And so we get to choose. So since we get to choose, why not choose good? If we can't get to believing that everything in our life happens for our own benefit, for our own opportunity, we can at the very least choose to believe that there is good in whatever is happening that will be revealed to us eventually. And we don't have to go frantically striving to find it. We can trust that the good will emerge, that there is something positive in this. There is something for our benefit in this. That these things exist for a reason, even if that reason is something that we only figure out after the fact, in hindsight. And a lot of times that's our work, is to get through things so that we can discover the gift that was buried within. 
that's another interesting thing that happens once we drop our resistance to what is, to what's happening to us, to the obstacles in our life, that tends to broaden our horizons. It tends to allow us to spot new opportunities because we're not so fixated on what's happening. We don't have such a strong tunnel vision towards the things in our way so we can actually see our life from a much broader perspective. We can take a much broader view. We can just free up a good portion of our attention and not be so focused on fixated on what is or what isn't and start to look around for possibility. This is one of the best ways we actually open ourselves up to change and growth is by letting go of our own resistance to what is. Because a lot of times the main obstacle that's actually in our way of our own growth is us, is our own clinging, is our own holding on, is our own pushing against what is, our own resistance, which often has to melt in order to give way to receptivity for the very change that we want to create, for the very change that we want to experience. And even if we understand this fully, it doesn't mean it's easy. Emotional reactivity will always be a part of our life. But we do have agency. We do have authority over our own reactions. We do have the ability to choose how we respond to any given situation. Even if that situation is an uncontrolled reaction that we just had. Now we have the opportunity to respond to that. And the more we positively respond to our own reactions the more we intentionally try to create change and not react quite so swiftly, quite so strongly, quite so negatively, the more we'll see that change unfolding in our life because that's our response to our own reaction. Because learning and growth doesn't always come from things that happen outside of us. It can also happen from things that happen within us, from things that we do. We can choose to temper our responses. We can choose to guide our responses. We can choose what we think about things. We can choose what we believe about things. We all get to choose our own meaning. And if the meanings we've chosen are no longer serving us, we can change our minds. We can learn and we can grow. And we can use our experience of walking through life to help us accomplish this by looking at our own resistance, by looking at all the ways we're not allowing life to fully and freely flow through us. By becoming aware, by becoming conscious, by becoming intentional, choosing to be a certain way rather than feeling like our being is dictated by our uncontrolled and unconscious reactions. We can always bring more consciousness into our life. We can always bring more intention into our life. And typically when we do, our life gets better. Our life gets improved. Often our life gets instantly improved by just doing it on purpose, by doing it with purpose, by living the life we actually want to live, by being the person, not only that we want to be, but we feel on a deep level we actually are. And we get to choose. We get to choose our interaction with our own life. We get to choose our awareness of our own life. We get to choose our own consciousness over our own life. And thus, especially over a longer term, we choose the content and the color and the character of our own life. And each of us come to these choices in our own way and our own timing. But if we've noticed that our resistance to life is a little too high, if we've noticed our reaction to life is a little too strong, These are two things we can definitely do something about and that when we do, our life will definitely be made better. It'll be made better because it's more intentional. It's more on purpose. Our life will be more of a clear and constant reflection of who we really are rather than our own reactivity to what's happened to us. When we fill our life with intention, our life becomes a lot more real 
because we allow ourselves to be a lot more real, a lot more true, a lot more authentic a larger proportion of the time. We live through and with our true selves a larger portion of the time. That it really kind of seems to be that simple. That a good life, a best life, is lived with and through who we really are. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All episodes are given freely. If you feel inspired to give, please visit theunionpath.com forward slash donate. If you have a question, you can contact me at theunionpath at gmail.com. Take care and all the best.